0: Right, welcome everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast podcast. As you well know now, listeners, I call it a belief cast because I'm passionate about beliefs. Our beliefs dictate our behavior and they can they can either put us in our self-made prison or they can set us free. Um, I know it's been a week or so since I've posted or uploaded a podcast, but it's going to be well worth the wait. I've got new equipment And um, I've got an amazing guest on today. Her name's Kendall, is it Levine? Levine. Yeah, Kendall Levine. And she is an amazing um, person. Uh, And I can't wait for you to hear her story. She uh, survived a devastating accident on her mission where she was taking a picture of a rainbow. And after she took a picture of this beautiful rainbow, she was hit by a car and then she found herself uh, now in a hospital bed. Um, She went uh, through some very traumatic things uh, to the point where one they didn't know if she would even make it Uh, The doctors then told the family that she wouldn't uh, walk again or talk again And they would have to help feed her and I think one of the comments was correct me if I'm wrong is that uh, They said you'll just be a girl in a bed Yep. right and and so and What's so amazing is that she's defied the odds Um, she has completely crushed them actually and uh i'm so excited for her to share your story her mom's also joining us melody right thank you for joining us (laughs) (laughs) and she's gonna help chime in as well and so um welcome thank you you're welcome uh thank you for joining us and uh for being willing to come on here and and sharing your story i know it's uh quite the story and i i know you've shared it quite a bit now because people have been reaching out to you you've been inspiring to so many people including myself we were talking off air before about how we uh, how I got to know you my wife's uh dad my father-in-law was at Neuroworks where you have received a lot of treatment and we'll talk a little about Neuroworks too how amazing that place is it's like a nonprofit uh Jan Black I think this is the one who founded it and which allowed you to get so much more treatment outside of what your insurance would cover is that correct yes yeah Amazing stuff. So, um, and my father in law got a lot of treatment there, but my wife is how she found out about you. And I, I think I was telling you that, you know, my wife's been reading your posts for the last, <laughs> I'm not kidding you, probably last two years, just one after the other every night and coming home. She took a step. I can't believe it. It's so cool. And so I feel like I really know you. And, uh, but I want to thank both of you for being here. And I'm excited for our listeners to hear this powerful story of overcoming. Something so devastating, but yet how you've handled it has been pretty miraculous. So thanks, Kendall. Yep. I'm gonna turn the time over to you a little bit. Why don't you give us a little background on kind of what happened, and and we'll just kind of take it from there. And then Mom, chime in anytime you feel comfortable. What
1: happened? Like my how my accident happened, and then or anything before that.
0: A Little before that, uh, you you were a basketball player, if I understand correctly. Talk about that, and I maybe was. a little bit where you grew up, and.
1: So. All growing up, I loved to play sports, and my favorite sport to play was basketball. And I had this dream and goal to play college basketball. And so I ended up working really, really hard to get this scholarship to get, and get to go play above high school level. And I got a scholarship to Casper College in Casper, Wyoming. And when I got there, I was way out of my comfort zone. Right. They are just... I heard and saw things that I just wouldn't have heard and saw here in Utah. (laughs) I (laughs) just ran my Utah bubble. (laughs) And so, and then when I was there, I wasn't the best player on the team anymore. I kind of sucked at basketball. (laughs) And then I also, like I, for some reason, I completely forgot how to play basketball. I'd forget the rules. I'd forget the plays. My team hated me. That's what I... (laughs) And so I was constantly going to my YSA ward because that was the comfort that I had. And I, right. I had, continuously prayed to my Heavenly Father saying, what the heck is going on? Tell me what to do with my life. <laughs> right. And that's when President Monson announced that Sister Missionaries can now serve missions at age of 19.
0: Right, okay. And knew
1: right then and there, to forget basketball, I was going to go on a mission. And so I ended up, I I had to finish up the school year, (laughs) and then I had to wait the entire summer to report to the MTC after I got my mission call to Sydney, Australia. So I was in Sydney, Australia for about one year, and I had some good and bad things happen to me on my mission. I learned some great things as to how to live my life and how those things will Continue throughout my life, from then on out. And then, oh, and then my last area. I don't remember this very much, because of my accident. I had a memory loss from it, but.
0: Do you know how long you were out before the accident? Like, I was
1: out for one year, one week. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it was a really awesome year. Then, I don't remember this, but I've been told that after an appointment, my companion and I just had nothing to do, and I saw a double rainbow and wanted a picture of it. And so we pulled 10 feet off the road, or 15 feet. 15. 15 feet off the road, nowhere close to the street.
0: Right to be safe you're yep. thinking right
2: behind <laughs> <Yeah>. a row of
1: trees she was kind of in a greenbelt area
0: wow okay mm-hmm.
1: so i thought that i was safe yeah and so i got out to take this picture of this rainbow and luckily a lady across the street saw me pull up and get out and take the picture ended up turning her back as, as i was getting back into my car and as i was stepping into my car a gentleman had fallen asleep about 50, 50 yards back his car drifted off the off the road right, in, right where I was at and just plowed right into me. Oh, wow. Threw me 15 feet. 30 feet. 30 feet, that's what I 30 said. 30 feet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> threw me 30 feet and drove up over top of me, pinning me to the ground. And when the car hit me, my head shattered to this guy's windshield, also. And oh, so. Wow. After that, I was stoned 30 feet, driven up over top of, and, but miraculously, I had no broken bones, no cuts, scratches, anything.
0: Yeah, that is pretty miraculous if you think about that. Doesn't
1: make sense to me. Yeah. (laughs) But since my head did shatter his windshield, I have a traumatic brain injury, so my brain shook so hard in my skull that it has bruises all over it. Mm-hmm. It's equivalent to Shaken Baby sy- Syndrome. Okay. And so, if you see, you know, like a golf ball has all the little divots in it? Yeah. That's what my brain looks like. Okay. So, like, all the divots are the bruises. and The, the bruises will never heal, but the brain reroutes all the places and reconnects. Okay, so I didn't know that. So, that's how I've okay. been able to push through this traumatic brain injury.
0: Right on. So, um when do you when's your first kind of uh, awareness when you cuz you don't remember any of that, right? Nope. When was the first time you kind of remembered something like was it was it months or a year after kind of thing? How long was it before you realized I'm in a hospital?
1: <laughs> I would say 5 months. 5 months? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. First 5 months I don't remember. I don't remember the accident. I don't remember the hospital at all, really, except the last couple months of the hospital stay.
0: And if I understand correctly, they did they fly you to Hawaii to the hospital in Hawaii at this point, or are you still in Australia?
1: I was in Australia for, for four weeks. Okay. And my parents came out there, came out there to see me, and so then we were released to go back home to Hawaii because that's where they lived. Okay. And and also in. The, in Australia, they had to take out one third of my skull because my brain was swelling so much
0: oh, that okay. had no room
1: to expand. Mm. So they took it out. And it, my skull flew with us. <laughs> in a, Did in a it have its own box. seat right next to you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Really? <laughs> yep.
0: That's interesting. <laughs> you don't hear that every day, do you? No, no.
1: <laughs> and then I legitimately have a lo- had a loose screw, so I had to get... <laughs> A glory vision. Then, a year later, she had yeah. to get it revised. Yeah.
0: Wow. So. <laughs> you really had a screw loose. <laughs> Seriously, <yeah. laughs> <It's> no joke. <laughs> oh wow. Um, so you get you get to Hawaii and you're there for for a long Four, time. I would month, imagine. Five, five weeks ish. Five weeks. Yeah.
2: In and a vegetative coma at this point. Still. A coma in Australia, vegetative in Hawaii.
0: So at this point, Mom, are you hearing news of, okay, here's what it's looking like. She's not going to walk again. I mean, when did you kind of start hearing these from the doctors that this doesn't look very good?
2: It was the first day we got to Hawaii and checked in, checked her into the hospital, into acute care, and the neurologist looked at her brain scans with us, and he saw so much damage, and he said, she's not going to recover from this, just so you know. she's He said she's going to be a girl in the bed for the rest of her life. And um, suggested that we find a nursing home to put her in because wow. we wouldn't be able to take care of her. And, you know, she wasn't going to talk, walk, wow. feed herself, do anything. She needed 100% care.
0: Wow. How did I, I'm sure that's devastating was news devastating. as a mom? and, and We a, were
2: so excited. We were finally out of Australia, yeah. back home, and we thought, okay, now it's a new phase. She's going to get better. She's going to yeah. wake up. And, start talking and it just never happened like that right Um, this doctor would come in day after day and do his little poking and prodding and try to get a reaction out of her and just nothing it was just a dead stare lights were on nobody was home and we we couldn't get her to lift her thumb blink her eyes anything just no movement at
0: all wow well, um, so when was the kind of the turning point? I, I, I know what I think it was because I've, you know, in my research <laughs> and stuff, but I want to hear it from you guys. Like when was all of a sudden you realize, hey, something's going on here. This is maybe going to go in a different direction?
2: Um,
1: what do you mean?
0: Well, like, you know, the doctors are saying you're going to be this, you know, girl in a bed. But, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll just say it is is I saw where, you threw this ball, mm-hmm. and and you know when they say throw this ball, it was like maybe drop the ball. It almost looked like right, <laughs> right. But that was wasn't that kind of when you go, hey, something's that, changing. That was That's the what breaking
2: point. That was about about four weeks into her hospital stay in Hawaii, um, just trying everything to get the brain to connect because the nurses would tell us, you know, once she connects with something and you get a reaction, then it's going to trigger something else and trigger something else, and right. then you just have this branching effect. Of the brain signaling back and forth to each other and it kind of starts to wake up or gotcha. bring her back to life is what we would kind of call it. Right. Like she's coming back to life. Um and so we were always trying to get her to do something to get some kind of response, but nothing worked. Talking, singing to her, reading, showing her pictures of her mission, nothing. And this one night I was in the room and I she was holding this little flower balloon, is a balloon stuffed with flour. We called it her ball. Okay. And um, that's what they gave her because her arms were contracting and the muscles were kind of spasming and getting stiff and tight. So it wasn't any kind of reaction that she was doing on her own. It was just her body being so confused and, yeah. you know, um, stiffening up. And so she would kind of just squeeze really hard on this ball. And one night I said, Kendall, turn your hand and throw the ball, throw the ball, Kendall. <laughs> and she turned her hand and she threw the ball i mean it just fell right down at her elbow but she did it you
0: you could tell the movement and everything she did it because
2: her hand you know her fist was facing her face yeah and so she actually turned it around so her fist was facing the wall and you know she did she just kind of dropped it um and so i gave it back to her i said kendall do it again do it again and she did it again after i said throw the ball and she did it again of all things throw the ball is what made her react of all the things that we tried is right. throw the stinking ball and that's that's what worked for Kendall because yeah. i guess she's well, an she, athlete yeah she heard she ball knew, she's a she basketball player
0: oh, okay i can do the ball <laughs>
2: right right <laughs> right
0: that's awesome
2: so at at that point that's when we were able to show the doctors and the nurses hey she's she's responding she still didn't give a thumbs up or blink her eyes when we told her to right. she would throw that ball every time <laughs> we told her to.
0: that is interesting so, and,
2: and from there, and within that week, <laughs> we were able to get her into a rehab because you can't rehab somebody if they can't respond, if they don't understand your commands. Right, right. You're good for a no- nursing home, and that's it. You don't get yeah. any specialized care. So, we got on the phone to the University of Utah, and mm-hmm. they said, We have one bed for her. If you can get her here, um, she can have the bed. So, within two days, we got her there because th- they only gave us actually it was three days they gave us two days uh-huh. but then we stretched it to three days right was this so, from hawaii from to from hawaii okay. to utah so the yeah. experience
0: with the ball was in hawaii yes okay yes and then so but i would imagine you know you guys were thinking hey this is this is exciting yeah because all the bleak news you've heard up to that point right. i can imagine how exciting that was right. to see her do that
2: Right. And we never believed that doctor. We just got an eerie feeling every time he came in. Really? And we just we just knew it wasn't right. And, you know, this is a doctor who knows the brain. He's a scientist. And, you know, what do we know about the brain and (laughs) what's going to happen? Of course, we should believe him. But there was just that little something that told us, don't believe him. It's just not right.
0: What do you think that little something was?
2: Um, I believe it was Heavenly Father, personal revelation. Um, telling us and letting us know that, hey, it's going to be okay. We didn't know what okay meant at that point, but we just knew that somehow it was going to be okay. And so we just had to trudge on through that and, and we made it. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) But it wasn't easy after that. We still went through. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's not even scratching the surface at that point. Sure.
0: So Um, let's, you know, get back to you, Kendall, on this, you know, so this, now you're at the U and you're, um, you're probably still not aware at this point of what's going on, correct?
1: (laughs) I don't remember much the last two months of my stay there. Okay. And I know that, like, through my time there, I became really good friends with my therapist. We still talk, we still banter with each other. Oh, good. Just fun.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you're close to a lot of your therapists and doctors now that, you know, yeah. so when let's maybe jump ahead just a little bit, like, when was the point where you started going to, uh, NeuroWorks and, and, and this, well, let, let's jump back. Sorry. I apologize. Why don't we go? When was it when you started becoming aware that, okay, I'm, I'm in a hospital, what's going on kind of thing. Do you remember that at all? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah.
2: It was it was about five months um, from the time of the accident. Uh, We were in the hospital a total of six months, solid. Okay. So four months at the University of Utah, and about that last month that we were there, she started her memory started to stick, Mm. um, and she was able to hold on to what happened that day. And you know, because every day was a new day to her. Right. We'd have to tell her every day you were in an accident. This happened. This happened. This happened. She lost her memory so she didn't know what was happening and she wasn't kendall either she was very immature very childlike right when you know she was starting to become more alert and that lasted for a good year or two before her maturity kind of came back and you know she became a 20 something year old girl again
0: right Okay, well, so let's uh what would be what would be the next thing we would talk about? Would that be when you got to NeuroWorks?
1: You well, after the my hospital stay I was released to University of Utah outpatient therapy rehab program. Okay. And I was there for about two years? Uh about a year and a half, I think. Okay. Okay. And from then I they're just uh, I don't know how to explain this.
2: She needed something more aggressive, yeah. more aggressive therapy. Right. And so they suggested this machine at Neuroworks to help get her legs functioning properly.
0: Is that that, like, robotic the robot, thing? robot, yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Yes. It looks like that scene from Aliens that when she's in that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we would yeah. call it the RoboCop.
0: RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they suggested that, and then you obviously decide to go we, down that we direction. We went over there, yeah, and then okay. we
2: decided to transfer over because it was... Facility, yeah,
0: and at this point, is your memory? I mean, you're remembering things daily, but maybe having to be reminded on a daily basis. Was your memory at this point getting a little more long, you know, long lasting?
1: Much better, okay. I think now I have better memory than my parents, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good, <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> that's good. So, describe your experience at NeuroWorks and, and maybe kind of tell our listeners what that's kind of all about and, and how that really you know, propelled you (coughs) forward?
1: Well, there's just no resting there. You just have to go, go, go. Uh And they have awesome equipment that helps me be able to stand up and walk on my own. They know which muscle I need to fire to to be able to stand up also. And so from then on, well, from Neuroworks, I've been able to definitely improve a lot because I didn't think that I'd ever get to where I was back in the hospital. But since Nuremberg's happened, because of that the facility and the equipment that's there, I've been able to take leaps and bounds. Right. And just improve to where I am now. And I know that it's gonna continue as you keep putting forth the effort.
0: Right. Um. What was what was the most difficult thing there to do, if there was one or or I'm sure it was all difficult. <laughs> is there anything that stood out that was like, Man, this is just too much or?
1: I don't think so. The the therapists there, they know your body. They study your body so they know like what you need what you need to work on. Right. What will help you out? I think the worst thing there would be like the machines having to strap onto me. Right. That's, that's. She didn't like that. but like wasn't comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> she I can, got used to it.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's it. Because all the therapists there, like, they know you pretty well. Right. They know you better than you know yourself. Probably, yeah. They study your body. That's what your body can do and what it can't do and what it needs. Yeah. So from then, then on out, I've been able to push, push through all my struggles because my therapists, they can just look at me and be like, Yep, that's wrong with you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The therapists there are amazing, aren't they? I mean, mm-hmm. this place. Uh, for your listeners, if you don't know what NeuroWorks is, it's, uh, it's a nonprofit uh, rehabilitation facility. Uh, they take public donations and uh, they allow people whose insurance is kind of run out or uh, is, you know, hit the, hit the ceiling, allows you to get that, mo- that extra care. And uh, I, I know firsthand because my father-in-law has been there, and, and I just I walk out of that place going, this place is amazing. Yep. Like the state-of-the-art equipment and, and how much they care about you and that kind of thing. Talk about that, like the how much they care and right. how that played a role in you.
1: They just, every single day that I was there before, every single day I would ask my therapist as to what I needed to do and... So then maybe I'd message them next day and say, Yo, what do I need to do now? <laughs> and so then they'd tell me, rock on this, work on this. And so when I did that, I was, was able to recognize that, Yep, that's what I needed. Yeah. She has a
2: therapist that Kendall would message her and say, What do I do about this? And she would actually study Kendall's body, look at her gait, which means the way that she walked, you know. Yeah. And she would study it, go home, look things up, you know, in Wikipedia—not Wikipedia, not Wikipedia some, right. some kind of super just magical look, physical right. therapist journal, I assume. <laughs> right. And sure. you know, she would she would research this and figure it out in her brain and just put it together of what Kendall would need. And so they yeah. really took a personal interest in her, and I think they do with all of their patients. But just firsthand watching how they wanted to make her better they they set a goal for themselves as well to get Kendall to the next step and because Kendall was an athlete all her life and she knows how to work hard and you know I think that really helped in them pushing her because she knew how to do it and you know she knows coaches are gonna say get better do better do better always do better push through that yeah, right and so she was very responsive to that
0: yeah that's awesome I wanna talk about a couple aspects. One, your mom just kinda of alluded to your determination and your, 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 your will to just work hard and push through things. And then I wanna get into kinda of like how your faith has played a role in this as well. So let's first talk about like your determination and that hard work, you know. How has that played a role in all of this?
1: Well, being an athlete my entire life, I know that we're not gonna get any better if we just sit there wanting other people to do the work for us. Yeah. We have to do the work ourselves. We want to see improvement. So, being an athlete my entire life, I I've known that I've got to work hard to get to where I need to be, where I want to be.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's the good things about athletics. You know, it teaches us as a, at a young age that we do have to work hard if we want to excel and be be better. And and so it's kind of neat how that's played a a role in all of this. I, I think what what I mean, one of your slogans is you know can't can't stop won't stop. You know,
1: that was a t shirt that I wore. <laughs> yeah,
0: was well, it just a t shirt you found? It's a Nike t shirt. Oh, and then I didn't he- know if you like <laughs> that was kind of like your motto.
2: <laughs> it it kind of turned into that because yeah. uh, Don Hudson from Channel 4 News, I hope I'm saying the right news. Um, <laughs> right. He, he came and did an interview, and she happened to be wearing that shirt that oh, day. Okay. And so when they broadcast it, that was the title of broadcast was right. Kendall can't stop won't stop yeah. because of that t-shirt and so it just kind of stuck so yeah. you know that that's how he saw her and sure. he just
0: well that's you know and I love that because that's how I see you too and like I said I, I feel like I know you so well because we followed you every step of the way you know um, and just that determination I was always when, when my wife would share a post with me I would sit there and go I can't I, this is unbelievable like And I sit there and I'm complaining because I have to, you know, go mow my lawn or something. And I'm going, you know, it was like a reminder to me, like how lucky I am, but how inspirational it was to hear that you weren't looking at, you weren't playing a victim, right? You were playing the victor, like I'm going to do this. I'm determined. And I just want you to know how inspiring that was to hear those. And I know you've heard this a bunch now, but it really, truly inspired me and i know you inspired my whole family because of of that determined uh mental mindset that you had you know
1: well thank you for that
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> um let's talk about because um, i know you know you were serving an lds mission and uh i love how you said you know you were struggling up there at uh in wyoming mm-hmm. with the basketball and, and then you heard that you know sister missionaries can go out early and you're like i'm there it's over i'm i'm going Yep. Right, talk about your faith and and uh, how that's played a role in in your recovery here.
1: My recovery. So when I was at college, I told you that I had no, pretty much no friends on my basketball team, and the only safe house that I had was to church and the friends that I made at my in my YSA ward. And my entire life, I always thought that, well, my all my, my all my life. My friends were my teammates. So I get to college and that was not the case at all. So I had to make you know, different friends. And right. the friends that I made in my YSA ward definitely saved my life when I was there. Really? And to this day, like we still talk like we used to. Uh-huh. We have memories <laughs> that last forever. Right. And so just th- those little things that the Lord puts in our path does to help us get through the, the junk that we have to based throughout our lives, right. And and here at NeuroWorks, you want me to talk about that, right? Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and with that, because of the things that I've learned, I like got at, at school, and all, and all my mission, I've been able to push past all the struggles, because I know that we're not we're not meant to be miserable in our lives that we can get places where, where we need to go or where, where we want to go if we just put forth the effort. Yeah. And that Neuroworks, they definitely help me have the motivation to do stuff because they tell me that you will be all right. And so I'm like, all right, you said that, then I'll go for it. <laughs> and so not only them telling me that, but because of my faith, I know that our Heavenly Father doesn't he want me to go through this all this junk for no reason. Right. He's definitely given it to me for a purpose that I've been able to reach out to others around me as well. As well. That if I can get in an accident and lose all my physical abilities and, every, and everything like that, then Heavenly Father will definitely make something happen. Right. After all that junk that goes on. Yeah. Cause he's a smart dude.
0: <laughs> yes, he is. Very smart <laughs> dude. Um... Was there a time, and, and and I, I would imagine there would be, but maybe there wasn't. But I keep thinking, if I was going through this, I mean, were there days where you did kind of have some doubts, where you're like, like God, why aren't you helping me, or what, why is this so hard? Did you ever have any moments like that?
1: All the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even still, I'm just like, All right, Heavenly Father, what's happening to me? Why uh-huh. am I not? Why is this not working? What's why is this helping me? But as I just like I said before. If right, I just put forth the effort, then Heavenly Father will definitely help us out and he'll he'll see the effort that we put into it also. Then he'll take care of it the way that he needs it and wants it, not the way that we want it, but the way that he sees it. Right. That's best for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, do you, um you know, one of the things, I, 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 I meet with a lot of clients, I work with people who are struggling in the addiction arena and you know self-esteem and depression and anxiety and those kind of things and you know a lot of them have been through some really traumatic things you know similar to yours but not quite maybe to the extent um but we talk a lot about how um it some of these traumatic events actually happened for us in a sense you know what i mean by mm-hmm. that like because of what what you're doing now i mean think about how many people are inspired by you right now mm mm-hmm do you think it's fair to maybe say on some level this kinda of happened for you because it allows you to be a an inspiration to people who are struggling with their own lives?
1: I think so because I have in my my LDS mission six months early and since the accident I've been able to reach more lives and touch more lives than I would have in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Over Facebook they get posts every single night of my recovery and stuff. Yeah. That's people see that you know what it's not the end right so we just got to keep pushing pushing through it all
0: Well, wow, that's awesome that is amazing um, mom how, how have you seen like her has her faith and her belief in a higher power in God and Heavenly Father helped her through this process
2: well she's definitely always had a faith um, I mean she she does struggle sometimes but everybody struggles and you're going to struggle. Right. Heavenly Father's not going to take that away from you because that's how he makes you grow. But he does make it possible for you to get through it. And that's what she's done. And she knows that she'll get through it. But she does have to struggle through the things that she's going right. through. Yeah. And so she's always she's always held strong in her faith. She's never been angry at God for this happening to her. Um, yes, she's been upset that she's in this situation at times, mm-hmm. yeah. but never, never towards God. Never. Right. Just, just that you know, why won't my legs work, or yeah. why is my arm being stupid? You know, things like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, that in itself says a lot about you. I mean, because it would be easy to be angry. I mean, that's the easy way out. It'd be easy to be angry and blame God and why this isn't fair. But you take a completely different approach. Yeah, you have your struggles. Like your mom said, that's just part of the process. But you keep prevailing over these struggles. And that just says a lot about where you're at, in my opinion. I think it's just amazing, you know, because it would be so simple and easy to just kind of be the victim to this whole thing and say, this isn't fair, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah truly an inspiration on that. Um, is there are there any other details about what we haven't shared that would be you know important for our listeners to know?
1: I'm not sure.
2: you know I she mentioned that you know she has a Facebook following um, on that Facebook page that was started not even by us. That was when she was first in the accident and I okay. have a good friend. Who um, decided to start a Facebook page, Prayers for Sister Kendall Levine, so that people could be updated, and it was just intended for close friends and family. That way, we didn't have to text everybody on the chain, exactly, because yeah. everybody wanted to know Everyone what's going know. on yeah. with Kendall. And so she just she just started that and invited these people to this group, you know, so that we could post one thing, everybody would know what's going on, and people just kept joining. The word got out, and it just spread like wildfire. We don't even know how it got from this person to this person. Yeah. People we don't even know. There's right. over eight thousand followers. We maybe know four hundred. <laughs> right. There's more like s- seven
1: thousand nine
2: hundred ninety-nine oh, details. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, come on, mom, get the get the uh, number more. correct, Jeez. okay?
0: <laughs>
2: um, but you know, it just it just started and expanded like that, and so mm-hmm. we would post because it you know became easy to just let them know because every day something. You know, in the beginning was you know, there was a lot of intense information. And it just kind of it kind of got away from us, and we just kept doing it. And I hate it right? <laughs> because every night I have to do a post. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, right. but I have to do this post. Because people are expecting it, yeah, um, they
0: want to know what's going on, and it's not yeah. so
2: much that I I care that people see her post and see what's going on, but it's the people that message me, the strangers sure. that message me, and say, you know, every morning, I get up with my little kids, and they want to know how Sister Rainbow's doing,
1: hmm.
2: and so every morning wow. I will read to my kids what her day's journey has been and that's how we start our day the beginning of our day and then i send them off to school wow i had a mom tell me that and i thought oh my gosh well i can't ruin her day
0: (laughs) yeah really yeah after that you're now you're obligated (laughs) right right
2: it is an obligation i do feel an obligation to it and you know i i was telling somebody this i think it was one of the bishops at a ward at a fireside that she gave and i i expressed to him i said you know i i really sometimes just don't like doing these posts every night because I got to, you know, think of something really cool to say. And right. sometimes I just don't have it in me. And yeah. maybe she didn't even do anything fun or cool that day. <laughs> I say, you know, it just becomes really hard for me sometimes. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? Missions are hard. <laughs> yeah. And I went, oh. <laughs> You're
0: like, okay, well so, taken. Yeah, yes. he's
2: like, this is your mission, mom. i yeah. like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, and it still gets hard sometimes. Sure. Sometimes it's easy. You know, there's yeah. an easy post to post up yeah. there. and.
0: Well, it's it's interesting too, because when 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 people see someone who overcomes something so, you know, traumatic like this and devastating, um, it gives them it gives them that that hope. Thinking, you know what, my life's I've been maybe kind of depressed, but then when I see how you're handling this and the way you do it, it's like it, it makes me want to jump out of that and not be depressed because, you know, I'm not going through what you've been through, and look how you're handling it. So I just think you're still on your mission, really, you know, and you probably will be for the rest of your life because of this, you know,
1: Probably. what is
0: it? Seven thousand (laughs) nine (laughs) hundred ninety nine. Yes. Get the number correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's funny is I I just reached out to all your social media and and I asked you I asked to be a part of it. You know, I guess I'm waiting for you to respond. But it's funny because I never had to do that because my wife, I'm not kidding you, she would just verbally sit down with me every night. Here's what's going on. (laughs) Here's what she's doing. And I'm just sitting there going, this girl is incredible, you know? And it was just kind of like how that woman started her day. We Bonnie and I would kind of end our day just hearing something, what you've done for the day and how well you were doing. So yeah,
2: I have really a lot cool. of people that tell me that they don't go to bed until they see the Kendall's post for the night. And <laughs> Sometimes I'm up till yeah. 11, almost 12 before yeah, I get I a post done. And I just feel bad for those people. Sorry if you're still waiting. Yeah, yeah. it's like just... Yeah. Just go to bed, you know, yeah. you'll
0: see it in the morning. It'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. All right, just making sure we're still recording here. This is amazing. Um, So I want to ask you a couple more questions. Um, and uh, are you still good? We're, mm-hmm. we're good? Okay. I, uh, <coughs> you know, if you could, if you could give, some advice to some listeners that, cause I have a lot of listeners in kind of the field who are struggling with addiction, but I think struggles struggle, right? What is there some advice that maybe you could give some of our listeners out there who might be struggling or they know someone who's struggling and you know, maybe something that they could do to kind of get out of that struggle.
1: I think cause in high school, high school basketball, I had this thing as to just play the game no matter if it's hard, if it's easy, you just got to do what you got to do. So just play the game. That's right. like the most simple thing that I could say. Yeah. Just do it like Nike. Just yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Get it over with.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> so you just yeah.
1: just play the game.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I love the simplicity of that, you know. And, and I really think we as human beings, we overcomplicate everything. I mean, we overthink it. We, you know, and I love that. Just, just play the game. I mean, and and I and I want to re um, go back to something you said earlier, where you said, you know, we're not we're not here on this earth to just be miserable. You know, it's actually we're here to enjoy and, and experience joy and and get through these trials and do it maybe with a happy heart and kind of thing. And I really love that you said that because I'm a am a huge believer on that because I again. A lot of people I deal with are miserable. They're just sad, depressed, and, and I'm like, you're not here for this reason. You, you're you're much more than that, right? Yep. You know, how has that played, you know, just realizing that truth, how has that helped you?
1: Well, I know that I wouldn't have given this for no reason. This, since my accident, I've been able to reach out to other people also, and they'd be like, if Kendall can do it, then I can do it. Yeah. Like, I ran Ragnar This Last summer Recently And One of my teammates He was complaining about his leg hurting <laughs> And You know I was just going through it all I was I was in pain Every head to toe But he just had the Motto as If Kendall can do it I can do it Yeah So I'm not meaning to be like If I can do it Then you guys can do it I'm doing it So Right Just look to me yeah. I'm not gonna be some cocky person. But like if if someone so so how's the word? If someone can do something that they're not able to do very easily, but they can do it, then you can definitely can put forth the effort to do that also.
0: Right. Yeah. So did did I hear that right? You said you ran a, a leg of uh, Ragnar? Yep. Did you guys hear that, listeners? That's that's amazing.
2: <laughs> well, she likes. walked it. She walked it. <laughs> I, you know what?
0: But that's amazing. If you understand where you've been and uh, talk about that, how how hard was that for you?
1: <laughs> well, my first year, last year, totally sucked because <laughs> I couldn't walk downhill. I didn't have the muscles okay. developed yet to be able to walk that easily. She walks with a walker. Right. Yeah. Sure, so everyone knows that okay, yeah, they walk, not run, <laughs> yeah, and then this past year, I was able to walk three miles, so the last mile of each of my dad's wow. legs, and so with that, I've been able to just just push through it and just yeah just suck it up, <laughs> yeah just suck it up, people yeah. it, it yeah. was
2: it was hard for her, she struggled and she fell down a few times cried. she <laughs> cried, yeah, she was angry she said bad words you know but we all do when we fall down <laughs> yes we do <laughs> <That's> okay yeah <laughs> um but she she struggled but and we're like kendall just just take our arm just let us help you walk no i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and as she's crying we're like we right. can tell you're hurting really yeah. bad and she stuck it out until the very end and she finished that last quarter mile and yeah. she did it she did all three yeah. miles
0: wow and there's where that determination kicks in i love that yeah. about you that you're just so determined Cause it would be easy to go, yeah, you guys carry me from this point forward, and you're like, no, yep. yeah, this hurts, and I'm crying, but I'm gonna do this. Yep. See, and that's that's why you're so inspirational. Because I think what happens when we do fall down in our lives, right? Whether it's because of you know a you know a traumatic accident or whatever it might be, even if I'm just struggling because I have a low self-esteem, it's like. Don't don't fall down and just stay there and wait for someone to come pick you up. Get up and start moving forward. I love that.
1: you got to do something about it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Play the game. Yep. Play the game. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. I love that. <laughs> it's just so cool. Um, I want to also ask you one more thing. And then anything you guys want to add, I would love to hear. But one of the things I like my uh, guests uh, is to give a challenge to my listeners. And I don't know, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know if you've thought of one um, beforehand. I don't know if you saw that on the outline. But uh, do you do you have a challenge maybe that you could challenge our listeners to do?
1: I did have one, but we just kind of got carried away. <laughs> so I don't remember it.
2: Um, you didn't tell me, so you can't look at me for yeah. what it was. I thought I
1: did.
0: <laughs> well, you can think about it for a minute. But, you know, typically I like to give my listeners a challenge, you know, um, for something they can do to improve their life or you know something they can do if they're if they're struggling with something, what could they do to maybe help push through to help overcome that kind of thing I don't back know that
1: to my my little motto thing just play the game right you just if you don't like it, what's happening to you then you just stick it out no one's gonna hand it to you and fix it for you you gotta fix it yourself so just play the game way yeah. it needs to be played. Yeah, I think just day to day.
2: I mean, sometimes people want to take on this big challenge or this big goal that, you know, is going to take a month or four months to accomplish. Right. And instead of just looking at it that far ahead, just look at what do I need to do today? Right. And that's how my husband and I got through the situation in the hospital, not knowing what this outcome was going to be. And we could only look at, okay, what do we have to do today to get her better? What do we have to do to um make sure she has everything she needs today and how Mm -hmm. can we progress her today and then the next day we would start a new day so just every day is a new day every day is a new beginning right and and then when you're when you look back it's like oh my gosh i did that for a whole month and (laughs) and i lived and i'm still here i made it yeah (laughs) yeah
0: wow well you know Kendall you're amazing but it, i think a lot of it comes from cuz you have some amazing pa- parents and i want to put mom on the spot a little bit here if that's okay mm. so how how as a mom seeing her daughter going through this i mean that just heartaching at times i'm sure just oh how did your how did you make it through how did your faith sustain you through all of this and, and, I, and I love what you just said, you know, that kind of, what am I going to do today? How am I going to make it through this day? But can you be a little bit more specific on how your faith has kind of helped you through this?
2: Oh, I think it has a lot to do with trusting our Heavenly Father. Um, just trusting that He knows what's best. He knows what's going to happen down the line. And just having faith in in it being okay. In um, you know, we, now that we look back and we see what she has become since that girl in the bed in those early days, I just think, you know, if I knew heavenly father was going to ask us to do this, to make her what she is, I don't know if knowing all of this struggle that we would have had to have gone (laughs) through and to see her, you know, go from this, extreme athlete to the girl in the bed you know that was really hard and to just to just we just had that personal revelation that he was going to make something out of her right and this is what she had to go through for him to be able to accomplish that wow and sometimes we get put through the ringer yeah and heavenly father will do that he will put you through (laughs) many many things that are hard Mm -hmm. and one thing i always expresses you know the saying heavenly father won't put you through anything that you can't handle yeah. i'll tell you that's bull yeah. <laughs> he will put you through things that you can't handle but the difference is he won't give you anything that you can't handle if you have christ or the savior on your side right and that's our belief is sure. that we've been able to make it through this because we've had the help and the faith of a loving heavenly father. Right. That he would make this okay. Yeah. And you know, her, her blessings are her blessings. Our blessings are ours. And yeah. you know, you shouldn't compare yeah. yours to somebody else's. Somebody else that's, you know, getting way better or excelling way more. And, you know, to sit there and think, well, I'm, you know, doing the exact same thing. How come I'm not getting better? And that's that's a snare. Right. And you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. Just look at what you have, what your blessings are, because Heavenly Father's putting everybody down their own path. Yeah. And so we can't go down the same path as somebody else is going because he's molding that to them. Yeah. And Kendall has been molded to this and you know she's been able to speak at many many firesides all over yeah i've seen that yeah Yeah. and we never asked (laughs) to give these firesides never (laughs) once have we asked can we do a fireside for your work you know right we've never done that they find us somehow and reach out and you know we turn down probably as many as we do just for various reasons sure yeah and well that's why i
0: feel honored that you were willing to do this because i know you're getting a million requests and Mm -hmm. but i i hope you know how much i appreciate that you're willing to do this and and what you're saying mom you're truly an inspiration as well um what you went through and how you handled it you know what i mean and i'm sure you had those days where you're like i can't do this anymore yeah you know but (laughs) you like you said you look back on it now and go i did all that yeah (laughs) you know so it's really really cool and very inspiring absolutely Thank you. Any final words, Kendall?
1: I feel like I had a bunch to say, but I just can't pull it all together <laughs> now. <laughs>
0: well, um, I maybe we could do this if if people do who maybe don't some of my listeners may not know about how they about you so to speak. How could they maybe reach out to you or to get to know you better? Obviously, we talked about the Facebook, but can you give details around that? Like if. They wanted to reach out to you and ask you a question, or if you're open to that, or.
1: I think just the Facebook page would be best. Would it be the best? Mm-hmm. Leave a message yeah, on there. message her all the time. And what
0: it what what's it titled? The actual page. It's Is
1: prayers
2: it? for Sister Kendall Levine. Kendall with one L.
0: With one L, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so listeners, you heard that. Uh, there's that Facebook page. Um, I encourage you to actually get on there and follow her. There's a lot of videos on there and it would be really cool listeners for you to go all the way back to when (laughs) she was in the hospital at the very beginning and to see her now. It's just remarkable. Like it truly is.
1: It's scary. Yeah. It's scary in the beginning. Scary
0: and remarkable. But yeah, it's scary. I'll, I'll admit I saw some of those pictures and stuff and Oof. i i had to kind of I'm even tur- i had to kind of turn away <laughs> i'm not kidding you but but i i challenge the listeners to see from where you were and where you are now it's just it it's amazing um and then also if you want to know more about NeuroWorks, i want to give them a plug too it's neuralworks.org um go look up their uh their company and see <laughs> what the amazing things they're doing and uh the mom sounds like uh, sounds like mom's gonna post every night still.
2: <laughs> Until Kendall takes it over someday. That's my yeah. goal is to get her
1: to do yeah, that. That's game. your next that's your next one. No. no that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's her mission. I have my own mission. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I love your attitude. I love your determination. I love your faith. I love both of your your belief that God will make this right, that you trust and and, and that's the power of belief. You know, And that spreads to every area of our lives. And that's why you're really on here, because I love how powerful your belief is. It's amazing to me. And I think that's why you are where you're at. Um, I really believe um, Heavenly Father, um, our higher powers, and I like to say that because if someone doesn't know what we're talking about there a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I I really think he expects us to believe there's a place for hope, because in the beginning, why we're hoping? Please, 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 had, please. Right. That's all you had. Mm-hmm. But then it's so cool to see that hope now turn into this belief, and I think that's what God is waiting for us to have that happen. And that's where truly, I think things, um, you know, move forward in in a, in a faster way.
1: It Goes from hope to belief to knowledge. Ooh, love so that. we, like, I know that I'm gonna get better, and I'll improve. I'm for the long haul. Yeah. So. Right on. You can't just stick to hope. Yeah. Or belief. You just got, Yeah. like I just said, just just play the game. Sure, just play just the go game. got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so what's
0: on it. your schedule? What's coming up? Anything that you're, is there another Ragnar coming up? <laughs> is there another, I don't know, what, What? do you have anything on your schedule coming up?
1: Well, I'm now a time out for girls speaker. I saw you know that. what that is? Yes, I do. So there's a time out for women and time out for girls. From Deseret Book. Deseret Book is in charge of that.
0: And you're going to, uh, you're traveling with that, I understand. Mm -hmm. So
1: Sacramento, California, Phoenix, Arizona, St. George, Utah, and Salt Lake City.
0: Really cool. When does that start?
1: Sacramento is like in two weeks. All right. And then other ones are in November.
0: Okay, great. Well um and I'm sure you'll be posting details yes. on Facebook about that so <laughs> mm-hmm. people can follow that as well. That's really cool that you get to do that. And again, it just it just proves that you're now because of this tragedy, now look what you're doing. You're inspiring and you're going to be helping so many people and it's just starting to be honest in my opinion. Yep. Like it you're is. you know, pretty soon it won't be just 7,999. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, probably in the millions really, you know, one day. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, so great to meet both of you officially. Um, I, like I said, I felt like I knew you. Thank you so much for both of you being on my podcast, which is no also which I call Cast. <laughs> and, uh, listeners, uh, please, uh, share this with anyone and everyone you know, uh, especially those that might be struggling overcoming anything. Uh, Kendall truly is an inspiration and proves to all of us that with determination, faith, and belief in ourselves, that we can truly overcome anything. And and really, you proved that to me. So thank you so much.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> play the game, folks. Just play the game. And suck it up. <laughs> and suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being on.
2: Thanks for having us.
0: Thank, thank you. Thank you.